Welcome to the Questionable to Return podcast. Hey, it's Mike. This is episode six of Remember Sports. It's 2011 Badgers football. And Russell Wilson joins us now, getting set to use that final year of eligibility here at Wisconsin. You obviously had some options. What made you feel like this was the right place to come? Well, there's several different reasons, you know, uh, the tradition here with everything and the atmosphere. It was awesome atmosphere when I came here to visit. conference debut for the Nebraska Cornhuskers. Nebraska visits Madison to take on Wisconsin. The slide step and complete to Abraderis. But watch the side slap as he eludes Crick. Brandon, that's, that's what he brings to the table. The quickness, the ability to avoid. Jared Crick is untouched and he's able to sidestep him. Beautiful fake toss. Wilson stands up. Got a man open. Aberdeer's diving catch. Touchdown. What a play fake by Russell Wilson. Russell wants to go downfield. And he's got two touchdown Wisconsin. Nick Toon broke free. And Russell Wilson patiently waited and threw it right where his wide receiver could catch it. What a pitch and catch. 81,384 on hand, and only the black-shirted Nebraska fans have headed for the exits. The Badger fans are still celebrating. Down at six at the 43. 4.23 to go. Big play for Russell Wilson. Wilson looking. Fires across the field. The Badgers win 42 to 39 to win the inaugural Big Ten Conference Championship game, and Wisconsin heads to Pasadena to take on Oregon in the Rose Bowl. So later on this year. Um some football happened and some Badgers football happened, right, Mike? It did. Uh, so for picking uh, a Badgers season that stands out, it's kind of hard because 
there's a lot of seasons that feel like the Badgers just kind of reached the same level like year after year. Uh, I picked 2011 because that is the year that Russell Wilson was on the Badgers. And this has only become stronger in hindsight now of just how bad Wisconsin quarterbacks always are and how unbelievably good Russell Wilson was compared to anything the Badgers ever have. Like we really had one of the top quarterbacks in the country to go along with the usual O-line running backs that are absolutely stacked. And if the Badgers had any chance of winning a national championship, I really felt like this was the year. They uh, they went to the Rose Bowl and lost to TCU the year before. Andy Dalton. Yeah. Yeah, Andy Dalton. Uh, that was the John Clay Badgers. Oh, fat John Clay. Yeah, and personal assistant from the Badgers had to keep him so he'd actually not eat his way out of the league. Yeah, battled weight issues the whole time he was there. But uh, So he had left, and J.J. Watt left. That was pretty brutal that J.J. Watt, if he had come back for his senior year, would have been on the same team as Russell Wilson. Uh, I remember, too, uh, Wilson's recruiting. Uh, was It was such a big deal because it didn't feel like it would actually happen. It'd be like, oh, he won't pick Wisconsin at the end. And when it was down to like his final two schools, I remember following... like. Uh, Badgers writers who were like tweeting out if they saw him in Madison. So all that, when he finally came, it really felt like something had changed for the Badgers. Um, and to look at who else they had on their roster, uh, Peter Kahn's was their starting center who got drafted in the second round and he got hurt. So when he was out, their offensive line was Ricky Wagner, Ryan Groy, Travis Frederick, Kevin Zeitler, those guys are all NFL picks. Uh, and then Josh Oglesby, who's a five-star. And their running backs were Monty Ball, James White, and Melvin Gordon. Like, it's like not, who's who not of, like, too shabby. NFL-level talent. Uh, they were the best offense in the Big Ten. Uh, best third-down conversion rate in the nation. Uh, this also happened to coincide with the year that uh, Tressel... And Terrell Pryor happened at Ohio State, and Pryor got suspended for five games, eventually decided he wasn't going to play at all. Ohio State had a losing record. If there was ever a more perfect scenario for like a big-time season, it's Ohio State down, Russell Wilson on the Badgers. Uh, the disappointing part comes, though, they, they had a big game against Michigan State. They're favored at Michigan State. They lose that. They follow that up the next week with at Ohio State. They were favored to win that. They also lose to an undermanned Ohio State team. And that was kind of when it felt like the season was officially derailed. But they make it to the Big Ten title game. And the highlight of the whole season comes down to Badgers, Michigan State. It's one of the classic Big Ten title games. The Badgers win by three, but it's like a crazy just trading scores nonstop all game. I rewatched the entire game before the podcast. It's like there's like it's Gus Johnson calling it. There's like five oh, or man. six moments he yells and feels like his head's gonna explode. He's so excited. <laughs> it really was like a pretty uh great win. Like one of the most memorable wins. Uh 
and that's how I just end talking about that season. Oh, <laughs> you, don't want, you don't it, want to talk about the Rose Bowl at all? Pretend they didn't lose their third. Oh, no, that was their second Rose Bowl. Second one, yeah. They, lost, they went on to win a, lose another one. Right Nick Toon had a cup of coffee in the NFL, too. Mm-hmm. Jared Aberderis was on that team. When you look at the Badgers starting offense, it's basically all guys who went through the NFL. To have a bit. The unfortunate thing was the defense uh, is like one of the most down years for the D. Yeah, really yeah, didn't have had, any. Only a NF- Chris Borland, really. Yeah, that was Borland's breakout year. He was kind of their do everything guy. He he had like a couple interceptions. He had sacks. He had passes defended. He was like their their only elite player, probably. I think. Camardi uh, was pretty good too, wasn't he? Yeah, they had, they had good corners. Uh, I think Finellis. They had like a, their worst probably front seven though ever uh Luis and Zegu led the team in sacks with four and a half if they just if JJ Watt had come back I really think they might have won the national championship Oh, Allen who ended up going to NFL too he might be still be in NFL but he had four sacks too but yeah it was kind of that defense wasn't where they were where they're supposed to be usually for the Big Ten so you guys know the story about how like Russell Wilson Lot, like had his year of eligibility and how all that went down. Yeah, but go into the details. It's good. So from what I remember, so I'm kind of trying to riff a little bit so you guys can kind of fill in the blanks. But like, uh, it just was like there was a rift between him and O'Brien. I think it was the coach at what NC, NC State. State at the time. Like Bill O'Brien? No. No. Oh, just I don't know. I can't remember the first name. Okay. Not that important. But anyway, so they had gotten a little bit of a rift and, and I don't know if they wanted him to move positions or they, they felt good about the incoming quarterback crew because they again at, at that point they had recruited Mike Glennon and they felt good about about that. Future but, Bears star. <laughs> right. <Yeah. laughs> so thank Lucky Stars for Glennon again. Um but he decided to forego his senior season to join the Rockies. Um didn't really turn out, wasn't didn't Lucky for us, didn't turn out to be that great of a baseball player in the major leagues and, and decided to come back. And the uh, last two teams it came down to was the Badgers or Wisconsin and uh, was it Auburn, I think, was the last two. But the yeah. funny part about the the trip, that the recruiting trip, um, was Bielema actually told him, you'd make a mistake if you didn't pick Wisconsin. And they talked about all the glorious years coming back we all need is like a quarterback but if you don't do it um auburn is like is a decent choice because they really need like really need you to kind of bring back football at auburn because auburn had kind of fallen off the face of the the map and i think that was kind of the the thing that's like tipped him to want to come to wisconsin because if the coach was going to give him advice for the good of him and and choices like he thought that he had his best interest at heart so he decided to come to wisconsin yeah uh because when you hear he picks Wisconsin over Auburn to play quarterback, it just seems like you know why would uh, why would a potential star player like NFL pick ever do that? Like it seems like Auburn is the obvious choice. So uh, good on Russell Wilson for being just that kind of person. That like you know something a coach does is enough to sway me over versus just the bigger spotlight. Well, just the crazy part, even the conversation is like he actually, when he wanted to come back after that, he's like he wanted to go back to NC State. He called O'Brien. Brian didn't return the phone call. And then when they finally like had a conversation, he just said, 
this is the famous thing coming from O'Brien. Like, hey, listen, son, you're never going to play in the National Football League. You should just stick to baseball. Oh, wow. Um, so. Also, just because you mentioned it, I wanted to check on Auburn quarterbacks that <laughs> he would join the ranks of. Uh, Jared Stidham, future Patriots star, uh-huh. uh, is on there. Cam Newton in 2010, the year before, was an Auburn guy. Jason yeah. Campbell uh, was an NFL first-round pick, long-time starter. Um, maybe drafted just before Rodgers. Um, and Gabe Gross of the 08 Brewers in 98-99 was a, a two-year Auburn QB. I never knew that. That's a good deep pull. And uh, Cam Newton went on to win national championship there. He's out of the NFL now, right? <laughs> here, here, I'll, I'll, Teddy Bridgewater's back up. I'll, I'll read you the conversation that uh, you can cut this out if you want to, but the conversation that O'Brien and Russell Wilson has said, had, or their last conversation was, O'Brien says, listen, son, you're never going to play in the National Football League. Wilson told Wisconsin graduates, you're too small. There's no chance. You've got no shot. Just give up. Of course, I'm not the side of the phone saying, so you're telling me I'm not coming back to NC State? I won't see the field? He said, no, you will never see the field again. Wow. Super Bowl champion quarterback, Russell Wilson. <laughs> yeah. Does it annoy you guys at all if I cheer too much for Russell Wilson? Because it's like, he's the fact that he's on the Seahawks and the Packers have played him so much. So I, I do have to say he's my favorite non-Packer player in the NFL. Uh, sure. I, I wish he went to the AFC. The The Seahawks have had some tough moments with the Packers. That So you like Russell Wilson over what, like J.J. Watt? Yeah. Like, Russell Wilson just felt so much more special. Like, even though J.J. Watt was great, like we've had Erasmus James and T.J. Watt, and they've had first round, first round pick like edge rush talent. They've yeah. never had a good quarterback. I think How about the, this? Who's the second best Badger quarterback of your life? Daryl Bevel. <sighs> uh, it's a debate. It's a, Scott Tolzien is in the conversation. Oh my god. <laughs> who's the oh, one? Uh, who's the one that held the clipboard for uh, Peyton? Jim Sorgi. Sorgi. Or the scramble Brooks Bollinger. Oh, and Russell Wilson set the single season records for yards and uh, touchdowns that season. Yeah, well, the, the Badgers never passed. They're notorious All-American rushers. They never could get the recruit to make it worth their while to pass. Well, I mean, you still featured Monty Ball and James White on that team. Monty Ball had nearly 2,000 2, yards. It's not yeah. hit, what, 33 touchdowns? He yeah, here's a stat I was going to bring up. Uh, receiving too. Monty Ball had 40 total touchdowns on the year, rushing, receiving, and passing because he threw one to Russell Wilson. So Russell Wilson also finished with 40 touchdowns, passing, rushing, receiving. <laughs> uh, so that's how good the offense was. It was like uh, historically good. Like we, even. we can talk about Monty Ball and just football, right? Yeah. Okay. So... Let's move on to our last uh, topic here, which is the 14, 2014 Badgers. And it's got a lot of memories with this one, with this championship run. You know, I've, I've had so much fun. I've got to do so many things. Um, you know, I just feel like um, college is one of those things where you just get to be yourself and be a kid for as long as possible. You know, I don't understand the rush to grow up. You know, I can see from the financial standpoint for a lot of people how it makes sense, but you know, with me, um, I knew it was going to be there, and I had a chance to improve on it. So, you know, why not come back? You know, it was a win-win situation for me. Oh, 
ladies and gentlemen, number 44, Frank Kaminsky. The Badgers can win today. They clinch at least a share of what would be the program's 18th Big Ten title. Frank on the dribble, baseline left spin, Earth goes up and in, wow. Frank in the lane, goes up left hand, good. Kaminsky with 22. And for the 18th time in program history, and for the fourth time under Paul Ryan, the Wisconsin Badgers are champions of the Big Ten Conference. And beating the shot clock, it's Decker once again. A career-high 27. Wisconsin wins 85-78 as Arizona loses its fifth consecutive Elite Eight game. The winner of this one, Wildcats, Badgers, take on the Blue Devils Monday night for the national championship. Decker had a huge regional. It's Experienced team. Uh-oh. Page sets up. Kaminsky! Things just don't want to come out. Switch off. Lee is on. Page puts up the three. Hits it for a second! To give the Badgers the lead at halftime. Look at the footsteps on the big guy. Oh, Kaminsky! Off the glass! And a foul! He stretches yards, not inches! Koenig, he's got an open three, and it rattles home! Wisconsin opens up now, an eight-point lead. Two step back, Jack, and Edgar, and And you talk about big shot, Douglas, barely Uggins! <laughs> wow! A 7 nothing run for the Badgers. As the shot is launched, there will be no undefeated champion on Wisconsin. And the Wisconsin Badgers have made it to Monday night. They'll play for all of it. They'll play for the national championship. Yeah, I think we can make it quick and get into the uh, best part. This was the team the year before. They played Kentucky in the Final Four. That was the crazy three-pointer by uh, one of the Harrison brothers. Uh, I think it was Andrew Harrison that sunk the Badgers. It was absolutely brutal way to lose. They bring back four starters next year. They only lose Ben Brust. There's a lot of talk of this team can get back. Uh, They're led by Frank Kaminsky, who went on to be National Player of the Year. Uh, also had Decker, who had become a star. But I, don't know, I felt like it's so easy to say that every year. I really didn't know if this team would get back. I feel like that's just the go-to of, we'll be back next year. And this team blew me away. They were back. They they were just as good. They get in this uh, stretch in the uh, tournament where they, they faced two teams they had played the year before. Uh, North Carolina, and they play uh, Arizona in a rematch of the Elite Eight. They they continue with this run of just blue blood after blue blood programs. They have to face Kentucky 
and eventually Duke. But the Kentucky game is billed as, is Kentucky the greatest college basketball team of all time? They were 38-0 going into that game. Uh, besides the uh, Harrison twins I mentioned, they had Trey Lyles, who was a first-round pick. They had Willie Cauley-Stein, and they had Carl Anthony Towns, who was the number one overall pick. Well, these They'd, guys are still stalwarts in the NBA. Yeah, uh, Devin Booker was their sixth man. Oh, <laughs> Stud. Stud. Yeah. Uh, so this is just loaded with, this is just NBA talent all around. Uh, the Badgers are a one seed, but I would say significant underdogs. Or A lot of people are picking Kentucky. Uh, this is, it's shaping up though, if the Badgers can win it, it'll be the best win Badger basketball history, no doubt. So we decided to get together for this game. Uh, so Pete, Chris, and Savar come to visit me in Madison. Uh, we also meet up with Savar's friends. We got five of us in a group. Uh, we're making plans to watch the game best place possible. And I don't know, what time would you say you got to Madison, Pete? Um, the second game of the day. Yeah, so it was like 7.45. Pretty early, because I think we were watching the first game, I believe. So the, I'm pretty sure we were there pretty early. The first game was like just tipping off. You guys got there. We had some beers in my apartment. The first game was like just tipping off. So we went to Union South, which was walking distance from my apartment. And they have this area called the set, which is a like it holds like a few hundred people, just wide open area. They've got food and beer and a giant screen. We're like, we'll go there. I had no idea what we'd be walking into. The set is at capacity and there's like a line of like a hundred people still trying to get in if people change their mind and leave. I thought I had ruined the whole night for Pete and Chris and everyone to travel of like, oh, you guys came to do something fun. We're just going to end up back at my apartment. <laughs> but uh, just as we were like ready to leave and just uh, walk around looking for an outdoor area, they say they're going to put it in the movie theater at the Union. So we get in line and we're like the first ones in the movie theater and we take the seats all the way in the back closest to the door. So we could get beers. So the reason for that was we had to get beer and stock up because we had we we're going to be sitting there for like seven hours. Oh, <laughs> yeah. no. and, and once the game started, we didn't want to have to go back for beer. It, so was, all, it was a long time. I remember sitting there. So for anyone the, listening, uh, for anyone listening after 2020, movie theaters were these big things. <laughs> <laughs> things that you, you drive up to and you get your popcorn before you go home and watch a movie. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, we're in the yeah we're in the far back corner. We decide our game plan should be to stock up as much beer as possible before tip off, so we don't no one has to try to go down to like the bar areas during the game at all. So we start. We find out though all the bars are being told to only give one pitcher per person. Huh. So we start just going in groups of someone holds the seats and other people all go out and get a pitcher, bring them back, and we put them under our chairs. And then we just repeat this for as long as we can. And uh, this is why we needed Savar with, is he's he has a devious enough mind. At one point, I we were going to get beer. It was one per person. He's like, just tell the lady when you're up there, you're ordering for you and your friend and like point to me. And he's like, and they'll do, they'll give you two pictures then. I'm like, really? Does that work? 
So I go up to the counter and I do that. And the lady goes, okay. She gives me two pictures. And then Savar had just sold the, ex- the cash register right next to them, the exact same thing. And the lady turns around and hands him two pictures. And she goes, hey, I wait. I thought I thought you said you were with him. And the, and the other cashier says, and he said the same thing. And Savar just gives him a big shrug and just walks away. That is the best. <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh, that guy was that guy was genius. For 21 years old, that was like the most genius thing I'd ever heard. So so now so now we know why the highlight of this story is this story, because you don't remember the actual game. Well, we we thought about that. We're like, no. are we gonna be drinking too much? We might black out. And then we thought Always what, a balance. Yeah, what 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 prevents blackouts? The only thing you there's only one thing you can think of to prevent blackout. We need caffeine. So we went and we oh, bought. No. A, we went and bought eight cans of Red Bull. And Wait, oh, is no. Does that work? Yeah. Uh, yeah, we decided to dump a can and all the pitchers oh, of beer. No. <laughs> oh no! Oh no! Because then you'll just get all the drunk and none of the sleepy. <laughs> none of the sleepy. <laughs> so then we proceeded uh, to all drink several pitchers of beer and energy drink together throughout the most exciting Badgers game that I've ever seen in my life where it was just, it was tense all the way throughout. It was a close game all the way throughout. Uh, it really came down to like where uh, a, a missed free throw would, could swing the game. And I don't really like know how to describe what happened when the Badgers won, but it's the first time in my life where I was watching sports where I like kind of just like lost control of myself i didn't even really realize like what i was doing it's almost like i i came to my senses after like 10 seconds of like what just happened it's like when uh bruce banner after he's been the hulk turns back and like what did i break yeah and uh pete you were filming this weren't you yeah yeah this is on youtube and it actually was used uh, a couple days after for someone's like ultimate like clip of highlights and then fan reaction you know what's great is i forgot about that until you mentioned it the the that was the uw badgers uh like twitter account put together uh best fan reactions after the win and i was and they're screaming because we submitted it <laughs> i mean the thing is like your reaction and i'm glad i recorded this because your reaction is like pure like fandom joy and the person next to you is literally so freaked out <laughs> They I think that you were gonna kill them. You were <laughs> amazingly like, and I mean, it's the joy on your face is just unbelievable. Yeah, I kind of just like lost my mind for like ten seconds. I was just screaming as loud as I, my my fists are clenched as hard as I can, and I'm just screaming like these guttural screams. And then I think your video ended at like perfect timing because then that was just followed up by uncontrollable crying for like <laughs> minutes. But that you or cut too that. soon. Yeah, well, it cut it just in time to uh, not be in the hype up video. Although maybe it would have been better. Well, I mean, you, Chris grabbed you, and then I think that's when the crying happened. Chris grabbed. Yeah. We did it. We did it. <laughs> oh my yeah. god! Chris did the yeah, crushing you bear hug. <laughs> yeah, and then uh, it's basically followed up with right. Everybody get to State Street. Oh yeah, just like every everyone just pouring out of buildings, like going to State Street. Uh, cars honking their horns, like. Just the crazy. Uh, my brother all of a sudden shows up smoking a cigar. Yeah, it was like the the perfect like night of celebration. Then, except for the cue, the Chipotle we had really late. That was a terrible idea. <laughs> yeah, you. Uh, and this only at four o'clock. 
This was the uh, night before Easter. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. Go full circle. This is night before Easter. Yeah, capped off with like 3 a.m. Chipotle, and then all of us like waking up having to do Easter stuff, and it's like, I I cannot handle like being a person. Yeah, you can't go from that to like wearing a sweater to grandma's house. <laughs> no, yeah, that's this season was one of the best. I mean, they were, well, well, the best I would say Badger season I've ever seen. But they were, I think, uh, uh, odds were they were preseason odds. They were second behind Kentucky, plus seven fifty. But so they were, you know, projected to be there to be in the championship at least. Mm-hmm. But. But still, I mean, this team was just so stacked, like you said earlier, like Frank Kaminsky, Nigel Hayes, Sam Decker, Bronson Koenig, uh, Dukin, Showalter off the bench, and Vito Brown. I mean, this team was just amazing. It was just yeah. so fun to watch this team. And and they had so many players that were just – they molded together so well, and they had enough athleticism to to just put up points against teams that usually they you never see with the Badger team. Yeah, and it was the perfect season because there was just enough uh, – like controversy to put like a little bit of doubt in your mind Trayvon Jackson who is their senior starting point guard got hurt yep. missed most of the season did come back at the very end but Bronson Koenig stepped up as like a star at point guard so much so that even when Jackson got healthy uh, Koenig started and he played almost the whole game against Kentucky mm-hmm. and yeah it was just absolutely huge and then uh, Kaminsky got a concussion in a they got upset at Rutgers, so that was the only other concern is if there was lingering effects on Kaminsky. He was National Player of the Year. Uh, they, you know, they didn't have a chance without him. But yeah, it's just something amazing to think about. Is they went up against Stein Towns, both the Harrisons, Lyles, Devin Booker, Tyler Ewis. I mean, this team was so stacked, and a Badger team went up against them and beat them, and it was just amazing. I think we'll never see. Uh, hopefully, we see that again. But I don't know. I don't. I don't think anything will live up to that season and and all the hype that went into it and and just how good they were. And it just really was the pinnacle of of um, Paul Ryan. I think it was the pinnacle of his career. I mean, he just he was such a good coach. And it's just that's something that's really missing. Is is a guy like that? He was just amazing. He could bring together a team and and really uh, put them together very well and. And really live, go up, go to their strengths because Kaminsky just came out of nowhere, and he just uh, was really good. I, I think yeah. you're, I think you were spot on, Mike, because like with the free throw stuff. Because I remember that going back and forth, and that was the big differential between Wisconsin and Kentucky. I think we shot what twice as many free throws, and and it's kind of a staple of a Bo Ryan team that they're really good free throw shooters. And that was we were lucky with that because they shot what eighty two percent in that series. Is it Jalen Rose who calls Wisconsin the the buzz cuts? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he's, he's just pictures five white guys with buzz cuts as their starting lineup year in year out. We had Nigel Hayes, Nigel Hayes, Trayvon Jackson, Vito Brown. Yeah, yeah, but Wisconsin, yeah, that's that's kind of just they always end up with a few farm kids too. Sheboygan's own Sam Decker, yeah, Brian Butch. Badgers heartbreaking fashion lose to another blue blood program with a loaded but but you but you felt it that that game against Kentucky we left it all out there and it was almost just like the next game was more of a letdown but I mean they they played up to Duke I mean they were right there the whole game that game was close it wasn't like it was a blowout I mean at halftime was 31 31 
Kaminsky did his thing. Nigel Hayes did it. I mean, everybody did their part. It's yeah. Down Co- to like Coach K. And Allen just coming out of nowhere, really, that year. Oh. Coach K did his part to complain to the refs so viciously at halftime <laughs> that Duke shot like all the free throws in the second sure. half. Oh, yeah. That was. He he knows the way to get to the he knows the way to get to the refs. So, I think it was a, a letdown too in the sense that uh, I think pretty much everyone agreed Kentucky was the better team. That right. that that was that they'd gotten past the only team better than Wisconsin. Like Pete said, Wisconsin was like number two. Uh, kind of picked before the season that Wisconsin's like the only team that was supposed to stand in their way was Kentucky, and they beat them, and then. To go on and lose to Duke, we, we still do, hurts. Hey, I mean, you just know it, though, right? Like you put all that heart and passion into going up against the undefeated team, the team that's supposed to make it, supposed to walk their way to a championship, and you put all of it out on the court and end up beating them. It's just, it's hard to replicate that. Yeah, like a few days later and try to do it again against Duke. Yeah, it, all, it almost felt like they had won the national championship already. Well, based on your video, it seemed like they did. <laughs> yeah, we will have to share out that video. It's amazing. I I really think this is a a great way to end because our little series because a lot of these are depressing. Let's just admit that <laughs> a lot of these are extremely depressing. But this one's great because I think Badgers basketball and the tournament is something that if you get to the championship game, if you get past the final four, I feel like that's a win in itself, especially for a Badger team that they don't get there a lot. So. I feel like this is a great way to end because of the joy we had. And we kind of felt that, you know, I don't know if we would beat Duke, but we all had a chance, of course. But I, I didn't feel as bad when we lost to, to Duke as as other years, I guess, of, of other, other what we talk about, all these other playoff losses were more to me. But I do feel like us winning, getting past Kentucky was just huge. I think that was the championship in all of our eyes. In comparison with this one, too, the other ones that we've had, while well, they're a little bit older we've had good teams come after them and there really hasn't been an outstanding badgers basketball team that's come since then except for this year i guess they they started to make a run for it at the end before again COVID yeah did you see that actually they won the national championship against the projections year? i thought that was awesome <laughs> uh, pro- projected national champions though well that's all we have to go off of this year so I think, I, there's so many I shirts they, printed based on that yeah so that's pretty great so the badgers win bucks win great Perfect. Badgers are champions. Bucks are champions. All right. Our our next uh, next team on. Okay, let me start. Over. I was gonna say, good job, Andy. Good job, Andy, on the. That's how the Packers won the Super Bowl in 07. Oh wow! Good job, Andy, on the Packers breakdown. Only to pull at their heartstrings one last time, take them to the national national championship, the NFC championship. Only to crush their dreams. Welcome to part two of the questionable return podcast about we didn't get a trophy. Am I next? Edit print. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Pick you all three packs. Are we recording right now or not? <laughs> yes. Yes. This whole time. Yeah, it looks like Chuck's taking the skin boat to Tuna Town. Looks like Chuck's 
Taking a ride on the wild baloney pony. Who left? Ha, ha, ha.